0: And welcome to another episode of the Zelda Informer Podcast. This week's a little different. It feels like every week's a little different. It's really hard to stay on our, our normal setup, but that's because we had crazy E3 and Breath of the Wild reveals and betting specials and all that great stuff. Uh, today's a little different because we're recording a little earlier on a Tuesday than we normally do uh, because today's my birthday. Yay. Yeah, I turned 30 and nobody cares. Um... <laughs> Also, we are wrapping up the betting special that we technically had last week because it ended in, a, I guess, a somewhat controversial tie. Uh, So we'll be doing that to start. Uh, We also only have two people on this week for the first time ever. Because of my wonky scheduling stuff, we just got over the American holiday for Independence Day. And then today's obviously my birthday, so the scheduling's a little off on that. And I didn't want to have to worry about having to work around four different people's schedules. To get our podcast in this week, so it was kind of a me or Alfred, or it probably wasn't going to happen this week. <laughs> um, so we're here. So Alfred's here, obviously my co-host. He's yep. doing awesome. Um, this timing that we're recording this actually works perfectly, because it's just before we're about to have a party for me, for my birthday. So we're just going to get right into, uh, I called it the initial 10 minutes. I don't. Hopefully it doesn't take quite 10 minutes. We just need to wrap up our betting special from last week. Uh, and obviously, because it was a tie, we get to up the stakes a little bit here. Um, kind of like we're doubling down on the bet. Yep. And, you know, I think I was the one who went first last time. So Alfred can go first on what what the new stake on his end is going to be. Dang it. I was kind of hoping you'd go first. <laughs> well, uh, I had to put you on the spot here.
1: Okay. So I've got... It's it's more than one thing, but it all has a similar theme.
0: It all so, has a what? Okay. It's
1: okay. it has a similar theme. So sure. In addition to you having to dress up and you know do do the entire boss man as Tingle, nope. um, you have to write another article on Zelda Informer about why Link is better as a female than a male. Oh my God. <laughs> You
0: really want me to get people pissed off, don't you? <laughs> oh boy. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> maybe that changes things on my end a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. So, uh, for obviously, you know, we had the, uh, I had the initial stake with you. If you lost, you had to uh, dress as Tingle and say cool Limpa on a video while getting splashed with Kool Aid. Um, so this is still going to happen. But in addition to that happening, uh, you are now going to be dressed as Tingle singing a song of my choice. Oh, boy. Acapella. Acapella? While someone's splashing you a Kool-Aid. And yes, okay. the entire song. I can, so I get, I I can get creative like a 10 with a 10
2: that.
1: Long one. I can get creative with that one. That <laughs> Just, can be very creative. There's there's no free bird. I'm not that's the one line I draw. I <laughs> know free bird.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not singing free bird by Leonard Skinnard. Especially it's not a okay. cappella.
0: It's okay. No, I, I I mean I'm gonna be cruel, but it's not gonna be that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a song that I may might be a song from my childhood, we'll see. I've a i have have a few selections in mind. Depends on how mean I wanna be. Um yeah, right. so let's just get right into wrapping up those bets. So for those who don't know, this betting special started before E three And we put down a whole bunch of bets. Some of them were completely ridiculous because we don't really have parameters for these bets yet. Uh, But thanks to some fan feedback after that betting special, we will have some nice parameters for our next one. However, this time around, we still got to wrap it up. So we got a tiebreaker. And this tiebreaker is going to consist of three questions. Uh, Because this was the E3 betting special, all three of these questions deal with E3. And actually, all three of these questions deal with Nintendo at E3. Um, so these E3? answers,
1: what? These past E3? Yeah, this past E3. Okay. Um,
0: so all these questions already have answers, but I don't know the exact answers to them. And I'm pretty sure Alfred, because he doesn't know what the questions are, doesn't know the exact answers either. This is correct. Uh, so this is relying obviously on a bit of faith because obviously I could type it in and look it up while I give an answer. And so could Alfred. But see, the cool thing about doing this live on a podcast is you can hear the keyboard clacking. So we'll know.
1: Especially if it's Darren's. Especially
0: if it's Darren's big time. Uh, um, so, that that was kind of my hope is that I'll be able to know if you're cheating. You'll get to know if I'm cheating. Um, so, we're just going to get right into it. So, uh, all of these questions, well, you'll just see how this question goes. All right. So, for the very first question, it says, How long is the reveal trailer for Breath of the Wild? And it's basically whichever one of us is closest gets the point for this. And for those who don't know, it's three questions. So, obviously, it's best two out of three.
1: You going first, or am I going first? Um, you can go first. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say a minute and twenty-seven seconds.
0: He probably has this memorized down on the dot. (laughs) Minute twenty-seven. That's that's pretty good. I don't want to go on the over or under on that. Hmm. Trying to remember. the See, music... the problem is
1: you you could do like a minute and 26 and then be correct if it's a lower. If, it, if it's
0: anything <laughs> under, I know. But then if it's anything over, you're correct.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: hmm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the music, the music cues and how long that was. See, I was at E3 while this was playing, so my sense of timing was way off because I'd already been waiting for like three hours. Hmm. I'm going to go... Of course, people are trying to call me. It's my birthday. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a minute thirty.
1: A minute thirty. You're going over. Minute thirty.
0: Yeah, I'm going over. I I, I was thinking because I keep thinking that the trailer's like two plus minutes, but it might re- you know that reveal trailer might not be. Now that I think about it, it might be. It might be only be like, I don't know. I don't know, a minute 27. Like, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So obviously I'll go first to the next question because it's only fair. Um, so uh, this is going to be a wild one. So how long is the day to uploaded stream from Nintendo's Treehouse stuff on Nintendo's channel? So the big thing oh, with this boy. is to remember, and I know this because I've watched the stream. I don't actually know how long it was because I watched all their stuff after <clears> the fact. <throat> Um, but I know that that they they have like several, you know, minutes or whatever of nothing happening, like it's literally their Twitch stream ported over. So like you know when they have like that Nintendo background up for a long time, yeah, it has that included in it. So that kind of gives you a hint um, towards maybe how long it is. I have no idea because I don't I don't even See. know how long that stuff was
1: up yeah that's um, so
0: it, and the reason i chose the day two one is because i do know that nintendo has a full day two uploaded one on their channel because their other days are all broken up and i it actually sucked finding those videos mm-hmm. um but i don't actually remember how long it is because obviously i just kind of hit play and fell asleep um but man so i'm going first on this. so obviously we're, we're up in the hours here mm-hmm. um because I know their day one stream, that was like something like... It started at nine, and that did end to like, five. But their day two stream probably started... See, I don't even know if it started before the show floor opened up. Oh, see, this is where you have the advantage. You were at home, so you know when it started. Yeah, I mean, kind and of. You, and, and you kind of know when it ends. But it's also like, you know, there's that before period that kind of can screw things up, too. Um, mm-hmm. The show floor was opened from... I wanna say it was on from noon to six. Oh okay, wait, this is second this is day two. Day two might not have been noon. Now I don't even remember the hours from E3. Oh man. <laughs> it's like it happened so long ago. You know, I'm gonna go with six hours and thirty-seven minutes. Oh,
1: well, okay. <clears throat> See, so I mm-hmm. feel like you're closer better, to the first right day. Better so this is
0: hours. You know, so you're closer to minutes. the
1: first day there, too, though, because I remember the first day was, like, six hours.
0: Yeah, but, the, like, the first day they had broken up. So I thought about using, like, some of their videos. Like, they had some Nintendo Minute videos that were obviously not a minute. <laughs> um, but I was like, eh, we'll go with the full day.
1: Uh, okay. So you said six hours, 37 minutes for day two. Yep. Uh... Pressure's on C. It's getting
0: intense. Um these are so random. Like <laughs> I know. See none of us neither one of us are gonna actually know without looking it up.
1: I got up that day and mm-hmm. watched the stream. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember what time because I got up and it started. I think it started at eleven. This was yeah, my I guess. I don't think the stream 11. started
0: before I got on the show floor. But I see I got access to the show floor a little earlier than most, so I don't
1: what was... Was there anything on that day? That was Tuesday, right?
0: That was Tuesday. That's when they showed off all the other games besides Zelda.
1: There wasn't uh Was that the same day as the PSN conference, or was that before?
0: Oh, that was long before. Yeah. That was before the show floor
1: even happened. That's right. That was... It was, like, okay.
0: Monday, I think.
1: Okay. Um, so, I'm trying to remember what we did, because I, I had, like a schedule of that week planned. Mm-hmm. Cause I had some friends mm-hmm. over and we were watching it together. Sure. I sure. to remember what we did that night. Yeah, see, uh, I
0: never got to watch it till after the fact. So I'm, I'm kind I guess that's kind of an advantage cause I got to watch the video we're talking about. Yeah. I just don't actually remember how long it was cause it was just so long. And I skipped through parts of it, obviously cause I was trying to find more Zelda.
1: I want to say five hours and 40 going under six okay. minutes
0: five hours and 46 minutes okay all right that's that that sounds fair Mm -hmm. i know one of the days uh, i know it was i think it was um, tuesday had a shortened day yeah wasn't the floor wasn't open as long but nintendo started their stream so i think that might have been the longest day beats me all right we're on to question three um it is how many seconds into the day one stream is it before the trailer of breath of the wild starts because okay. obviously we both know it opened up with Reggie talking. So seconds? I'm assuming if you think it's over a minute, you can go for it.
1: Oh no, I I think it's definitely. I don't over. think I
0: don't. I personally figured that it. We both think it was under a minute because it, it was pretty quick.
1: No, because they started off
0: showing off Pokemon. That's true. No, no, not the trailer. The trailer was the first thing they showed off. Reggie came on, said blah blah blah, blah. then they showed off the Breath of the Wild trailer, and then they went to Pokemon.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: So it's how many seconds into the day when stream before that trailer
1: starts. Let's see. We have to take into account how long Reggie Fizeme can actually talk. Oh, God,
0: I know he's a big. Um,
2: <laughs> he,
0: he likes to talk. Lots of. Let's fluff. see.
1: So that was. I have a. I have a disadvantage for that because I missed everything up until the trailer started.
0: <laughs> you missed all of him talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, I missed all of that. Okay.
0: So do you want me to give a time first?
1: I can. No, I can ballpark it just based on how mon- how long i think he could talk for <laughs>
0: how long he could talk for okay
1: um let's see I'm trying to imagine what he would say so i'm, I'm put myself in reggie's shoes right so something <laughs> something nintendo we're, we're pl- proud to show you a bunch of stuff something something wii u something something yep. nx yeah zelda's coming up soon uh something something breath of the wild or no he didn't say that name he would he would have just said zelda trailer for the new zelda game so all that would have probably taken him, I'd say about a minute and 20. It's
0: going with 120. I'm going to go 45 seconds. Okay. Just write down that this is seconds. I don't think it's minutes for some reason. I don't know why I would think it's minutes. but. All right, cool. So now uh, we get to look it up. So what was the first question? How long is the trailer? That should be an easy one. Yeah. Well, that is. It is the most watched trailer on Nintendo, the most watched video on Nintendo's. Channel.
1: I'll look up Nintendo's day two stream for you. Sure. Yeah. We can t- tag
0: team this so it doesn't take quite as long. Oh, boy. Uh, Nintendo videos. Oh, well, it's the first video on their channel. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Oh, dang. Wow. What? Wow. All right. So for question one, the trailer is 3 minutes and 18 seconds.
1: Did you go over?
0: I, yeah, I went over. I was at one thirty. So that's plus one for Nate.
1: Dang it! I think he, I think you won. You know why? Because, did, did I win the second one too? The E3 Day Two stream is eight hours and nine minutes long.
0: Holy <laughs> man! No wonder I thought it fell forever. Sweet. What's uh? We might as well look up the third. Just see if you got a mercy point here.
1: Yeah, I probably didn't though.
0: <laughs> you probably did. Um, I'm trying to. Rem- uh, do they have a day? Oh, here we go. Yeah, Reggie kicks off Nintendo. Let's see how many seconds here. Okay. Let's skip ahead a little bit. God, Reggie can talk. I forgot he talked about the community
1: thing. Oh wow! Yeah, he went on for way past two minutes. He went up to like two minutes, and then the trailer showed.
0: Well, the trailer hasn't. I'm, I'm watching here. He oh The yeah, trailer he's still shows going. up in
1: two, two minutes. God, he can talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, the trailer literally started like like two minutes. That's a win for you. Well, you can have your mercy point. Because I Yay. won!
2: <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> I'm I so guess. excited. Oh, thank God. As soon as you upped it to that article about females link, I was like, oh my God. You're really <laughs> trying to get me crucified. And I wasn't even being that mean. I wasn't going to make you get crucified. <laughs> oh, man. That's it. That's our e ending special with a really intense Alfred ending. Loses um so alfred will be dressing as tingle and um singing a song of my choice I, you know all of this recorded on video is someone splashing him with cherry kool-aid this should be this should be very entertaining i hope maybe it won't be i have no idea
1: <laughs> either way you can look forward to that hopefully in the i next just week know or that two. whenever that comes up you're gonna probably pin it to like the front page oh yeah so it's gonna form. be the it's gonna be the top <laughs> video
0: and I'm going to not only post it to the site, I'm also going to post it individually to Facebook. Individually as the video just itself without having to send people to our site just so they can, <laughs> just so they don't even have to leave Facebook to see this humiliation. Um, so there we go. <laughs> that's that's how we started off. I think it's is our sixth episode of the Zelda Informer Podcast. So now we're going to get into the stuff you probably came here for, and that is uh, the first 30 minutes where we talk about all of the latest news and happenings. Uh, with Nintendo. I'm just getting up my clock here, Uh, specifically usually with Zelda. Uh, We have some great topics this week. Uh, There was a lot that happened in this past week, Uh, but let me just start the time before I get into that. All right, so obviously as we were recording last week, the 76th annual investors meeting was going on, and we're not really going to talk about much from it because there really wasn't a lot of big news outside of like the development of Breath of the Wild had 300 plus employees, and I think they said it only needs to sell 2 million copies to become profitable. Right. Uh, which, it, that's cool stuff. Um, but we have uh, some more interesting stuff, including a topic from last week we didn't quite get to. And so the first topic is the Hyrule Warriors DLC leak. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, there was a big leak for the, the future Hyrule Warriors DLC. Came out of Japan. Um, had something, some, something to do with an image that apparently has leaked before but didn't have these included characters. Uh, so it is a character leak, so if you don't want to know what the next characters are, kind of tune out for a little bit here. Yep. Uh, but we, there's two DLC packs that uh, haven't released yet for Hyrule Warriors Legends uh, in specific. Uh, one of them is the Phantom Hourglass so Spirit, Trash, Spirit Tracks pack that releases in September, and the other one is an Only Between Worlds pack that releases in November. Both of those packs include some new characters. Uh, the three new characters that we now know are Ravio, Yuga, and and T Zelda, which most are assuming means Toon Zelda, because uh, that's the only thing that makes sense, and would actually fit with the Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks pack. Uh, so, uh, leaks, for starters, we we were getting quite a bit, a lot of leaks from Nintendo. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and obviously, you know, this is made by Koei Tecmo, so it's a little, you know, leaks can happen without Nintendo being at fault. Uh, but, I mean, just, what are your, what's your opinion on those character inclusions? I don't even know how much you, we don't talk about Hyrule Warriors a lot, to be honest.
1: Well, I I enjoy that game a lot. Like, especially Legends. It's, well, there's plenty of things that I still think need improvement. And I could go on for quite some time about that. um, I really like Legends compared to the Wii U version. And it sounds weird. I'd like a Hyrule Warriors Legends port to Wii U. Um, so just so <laughs> that it would be bigger, better graphics, all that stuff. Um, and first of all, first of I get all, that. I, yeah, I think it's weird that of all places that the leak came from, it came from Spriders resource.
2: Yeah. So right?
1: that, that was just such a weird place to weird place. get a leak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, okay, I'm okay with like Ravio and Yuga. I didn't think Hilda would have a chance because, you know, we've got, princess zelda we've got tetra we've got Sheik, but then again we've got toon zelda and the new well supposedly toon zelda and the new uh dlc um which i'm a little disappointed for because like a lot of people i would have rather seen lineback or um (laughs) any any other character from that like colorful cast of characters in those games i also think it's weird that for that they're just kind of going with that but i understand that they're going with Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, because they're handheld games, and there's a handheld uh, game, so I can kind of see where they're coming from there. Sure. Um, But even the enemies, kind of spoiler alert here, after you beat the main story, um, and you move into the Wind Waker story, Mm -hmm. Sure. The the Moblins and the Stone uh, Moblins, all those bigger ones, those are from Spirit Tracks and uh, Phantom Hourglass. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that they have... Some of that, those characters already—I don't want to say characters, but already in the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm not a big fan of another Zelda character or another Zelda Princess yeah, Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: would be like getting another Link. Yeah. I mean, granted, there already is a Toon Link in there from Moonwaker. So yeah, I we mean, already have Toon Link. We already have but... Young
1: Link. We have Regular Link. That'd be kind of and like. Then, getting... And that
0: makes sense. I mean, Link is the main protagonist.
1: Yeah. So like, it makes sense to have a whole bunch of different versions of him. But. But those. But I mean. At this point, we already have Tetra, who is And we have skins, Zelda.
0: too, you know, like Twilight Princess skin, the
1: Skyward Sword skin. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I, I look at it as... I'm okay with the Link Between Worlds one. Um, I think Ravio was the obvious choice that, yeah. that had to happen. Um, and then, you know, Yuga, I guess, makes sense. Um, as you said, Hilda probably would only be the other one, but she's really similar to Zelda. Um, although they are two different characters. But um, it, it's... You know, there, there's some other interesting characters they could have did from like Link Between Worlds, but a lot of A Link Between Worlds is, like, a lot of the same characters you see from A Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, in terms of design, anyways. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, I'm okay with the Yuga inclusion, um, especially because, obviously, one of her specials has to be, like, when she could, combines and goes into the pig-beast form with Ganon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that's got to be one of the
1: special attacks. Some, something with paint, probably.
0: Yeah, probably something with paint. Um and i i can only imagine what ravios special abilities yeah. could be uh but i am disappointed with the phantom argus spear tracks for a couple of reasons and we knew this ahead of time because they already told us ahead of time what we were going to get with each pack like how many new characters we're going to get yeah. you know how many new maps so we already knew that like the 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 phantom argus spear tracks spear tracks pack was only going to have one new character um and i'm disappointed because one they're giving two new characters for a game where most of the characters in that game originated in a link to the past and two we have two games and we're only getting one character and the Mm -hmm. character we're getting really only matters in spirit tracks uh because in the phantom hourglass version it's she's basically tetra still Um, yeah i mean she knows who she is but she she stays remaining as tetra in that game um so we're not getting, you know, and Tetra's already in the game. So, I mean, that makes sense not to necessarily have Tetra come back. But why do we need the Toon Zelda if it only matters for one of the two games? I think if they were going to include anything, and I know this might seem really obscure, um, they should have included a Phantom.
1: Yeah. and I, I, I... mean, it,
0: it's not really a character, but they're important things, like they're enemies in the first game that you deal with throughout the game because of the Temple of the Ocean King. You just have I mean, to I, keep going back, keep dealing with them. And I that, could and see obviously in Spirit Tracks, you yeah. control, you know, the Phantom. I could see Zelda. them
1: doing that, like Toon Zelda's a Phantom, um, but I just yeah, think and that, that would make yeah. sense.
0: But I, I, just, I mean, that's that's I don't know because that's like that's one. I when mean, I think of elements, like a lot of people think lineback, linebeck really didn't matter in Spirit Tracks at all. No, um, I mean he was kind of his, in it, kind but of, but not really. Not really. And we don't even know if it was the original linebacker,
1: if it was the descendant. Think, wasn't he like linebacker the third or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something
0: like that. So like it wasn't even the same character. But like the phantoms, I thought made sense because they were an interesting thing that happened in both games. If you were only going to do one character, because um, obviously Link's already in there. You know, you couldn't do a maladus or anything like that because that's only one game. Um, but again, they went with Toon Zelda, we suppose, um, who really only matters in spirit tracks and it's mostly toon zelda's ghost that matters in spirit tracks um i would have liked to see them do like a character from each game like a lineback i think is the obvious choice if they were just doing phantom hourglass and then spirit tracks you know do something like um you know there's not a lot of unique good guy characters but maybe like a burn who spoiler alert starts evil but
1: ends good you know Um, who we're we're missing we're we're not thinking of this person at all who's in both games it's nico the pirate oh nico <laughs> he's in he's both also games. In, also
0: in the wind waker
1: <laughs> yeah he's in all that three guy of those games. He does not
0: go away yeah he's an old man in spirit tracks so i remember that yeah. so
1: he he could he could have been the choice he's the obvious choice he could have been the choice too because <laughs> he's in both games that's true um but
0: yeah so that's just i don't know my opinion i'm a little let down with that dlc um in terms of the character choice for the september pack uh, mm-hmm. Now, you did briefly mention that you wish that they would bring Hyper Warrior Legends over to Wii U. Um, I totally agree. Uh, I mentioned this briefly before, but Hyrule Warrior Legends, to me, is the best version of Hyper Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got better frame rates for some ungodly
1: reason. <laughs> um, unless it's in 3D. Unless you turn up the Well, yeah, yeah, unless it's in 3D.
0: Um, and obviously, when I mean better frame rates, I'm only talking about the new Nintendo 3DS. On the regular 3DS, the frame rates are terrible. Yeah. um i wouldn't even call the game playable but some people that's all they got so they deal with what they have um but for me uh you know it's not just that they improved so much in that game you know the ability to switch between all of the different characters in the middle of a battle is like groundbreaking that why, and the, the why that statues. did not exist on the wii u when the wii u has a touch screen because that would be the only excuse i could see is oh we just wanted them to quickly tap hello wii u touchscreen <laughs> um that i'm only using for a map right now uh, okay <laughs> i mean um, yeah and i think there's just a lot they improved and yeah it would be nice i mean maybe the idea is they're doing that so like they could do a Hydro warriors full port to the nx where it's everything at once in hd on nx is like a selling point for the nx oh
1: i i'd buy that in a heartbeat
0: i would too like i i have not i admittedly since i reviewed the game i have not played any of the dlc packs so i haven't sucks i haven't played with marin yet who looks fantastic very fun um, to play with. Yeah, so, like, I, I've been avoiding playing... Because, you know, I sunk, you know, 150, 200 hours into the original game. Still didn't 100%. it. as everyone knows who plays it, it takes a lot longer to 100% that game. Um, and I bought all the DLC for it. Obviously, I never... I haven't beaten all the DLC. But I look at it as I'm waiting for one game to release that just has all of it in one. Now, granted, the 3DS version does has everything from the original game, so you could argue... Except the that, adventure maps. Except the adventure maps. And that's why I'm waiting for, like the ultimate release. Like, Kobe Tecmo is a third-party company. They like doing these collection packs. I can see them doing, like, an ultimate release for NX that has all that stuff and wants, and then that's the game I'm going to sink all my time into. And I don't really expect any more DLC with that to come out, just that alone. Or, you know, they could forego that and do a Hero Warriors 2, which clearly the game has sold well enough for that to exist. Um, And there's obviously tons of playable characters that people want that hasn't happened yet. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, how, how Groose hasn't been set loose yet is beyond me. <laughs> I mean, I know Skyward Sword wasn't necessarily one of the most popular console the games, but Groose is a very popular character. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping that something that happens in the future. But overall, um, you know, I'm surprised that it leaked and where the leak came from. Um, I'm not necessarily surprised with the character choices outside of Toon Zelda. I, I guess... I thought Tetra was enough, in my opinion. I didn't really think we needed, you know, the the full tune, um, opposite <laughs> of Link, I guess, or not even opposite companion of Link. I don't, whatever, my opinion. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was the the first bit of news we had. Um, another thing we're gonna go over then for our second topic is an interesting comment by Shigeru Miyamoto. And this was probably, uh, one of the most interesting things he had to say coming out of that investors' meeting. I believe this was from the investors' meeting. Um, He said that the Legend of Zelda turns 30 this year and has many fans in the West. We're considering how to get Zelda out of its rut. All right. Uh, This is a very interesting comment for many reasons. I've been talking for years about how the Zelda series has been in decline. Uh, And a lot of that deals with sales figures. It also deals with how split up the fan base is. There really isn't one game that the fan base all rallies around and agrees is fantastic outside of like Ocarina of Time or like A Link to the Past and pretty much every game from Ocarina of Time before outside of Zelda 2, everyone pretty (laughs) much agrees that the original Zelda was great for what it was at the time, uh, that that Link's Awakening is fantastic, that A Link to the Past is fantastic, and Ocarina of Time is fantastic. Once you get past that... It's like everything is split up on what is good in the series and fans can't agree. Um, and the sales have declined, um, in part, for many different reasons. There have been changing art styles. Uh, that was one of the biggest drastic changes with The Wind Waker. Uh, changing gameplay, a focus on like not advancing the formula of Zelda, but more so having this great new idea and then just putting the formula of Zelda around that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Skyward Sword is probably the best example of that where uh they had this idea of motion controls and everything in the game was built around motion controls but it was just zelda built around motion controls Um, which obviously i thought was fantastic i've talked about my praise about Skyward sword many times in the past uh but uh nintendo has never really fully admitted that zelda was in a rut until now um you know they've touted all, here's the sales we have good sales we did all these remasters these remasters are selling really well everything seemed to be pointing up in terms of nintendo's attitude towards zelda because we've been getting more zelda remasters and more zelda games um than probably ever before outside of that there was that period for in terms of new zelda games i think there was a period between 2000 and 2006 where we got a whole bunch of new Zelda games. We had two consoles, Zeldas, plus... I think there was like four handheld games in there. Yeah. Um, I think that's So that when... was probably the the best period for new games. But this is really crazy. Really crazy <laughs> that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto finally has come out and said, yeah, Zelda's in a rut. It's like, we know about it. Now we gotta try to get it out of it. And Breath of the Wild is kind of their answer to that. I don't know. It, it's... You know, the, there's there's a couple of things to talk about here. First, is Zelda even in a rut? Obviously, I've been saying that it is. It doesn't mean that you think it is, or that our fans think it's in a rut. Because I I'm in the past, I have touted this to high heaven, and I've had several hundreds of fans come at me and be like, "No, oh, you're wrong. How could you say that?" Um, and then obviously, the second talking point would that be: Is Breath of the Wild really the answer? Well, what do you think, Alfred?
1: Well, okay. So a while back, I wrote an article on. Um can can zelda you save the japanese gaming market um which was met with about as much praise as you think something like that would <laughs> Of course. um and in my in my head i was thinking that the perfect zelda game would be something that combined like japanese uh gameplay japanese uh, rpg elements like everything that we've come to know about expecting a game from uh japanese culture and mixing it with like a Western style. And I thought, or I was thinking that that could be something that could kind of reinvigorate it is kind of have like a mesh of those two. Um, and you know, if you, when you talk to the fans and you're like, well, has Zelda been in a rut? And they're probably going to say no, because to them it's not, but you know, that's like saying, Hey, is uh, Tokyo Mirage sessions doing really well? It's like some people would say yes, but overall it's probably not because it's a very niche game um apparently it's a really
0: good game too
1: yeah it's great i love that game i've been playing it a lot but it's it's i guarantee you it's not meeting the same success that a super mario brothers game would be making Um, probably
0: not even the same success as a fire emblem game oh no not
1: not by far especially you know it's not even dubbed it's very 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 heavily with japanese culture um and at that point you, you also have to look okay, well, why is that game not as popular as, say, Fire Emblem? It's like, well, because it's a very Japanese game.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's a very niche thing for a Western culture to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to look at the other games too, like the other Zelda games. Like, They're not inherently like heavily Japanese-styled. Like, You can't look at them and be like, oh, this is pretty much exactly like Final Fantasy. It's It's different. But it still has a lot of those elements that like the older games that a lot of people today aren't 100% used to
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: or, or like. And Zelda's, not that it's always been kind of in a rut, but Nintendo in general appeals to a specific type of market. And I'm probably digging myself into a grave with this one. <laughs> um, but not everybody enjoys those games. Like, out of the... Seven people in my house, I'm the only one that plays Zelda. And I'm the only one that's played Zelda.
0: Out of all of my friends, and you know, I've been obviously, I've been running Zelda sites since 1998. I'm as old as the series is, as of today. Um, And I don't have anybody that in my area that I am friends with that plays Zelda. All the people I know that play Zelda are just people I met online. Mm-hmm. like it, it's uh, a lot of people know of zelda when i wear like my zelda shirts or anything like out in public there'll be you know people at like the movie theater or you know hey man that's awesome but I'm i'm not friends with them like i know people know of zelda they've played it usually they say yeah i remember playing ocarina of time i'm like yeah i remember playing breath of the wild at e3 <laughs> <laughs> like like i don't really care to i mean i love ocarina of time and not as much as other people do but you know it it's not like there's been a zillion zelda game since like i don't want to just talk about something from 18 years ago mm-hmm. um but that seems yeah. to be the only way that it gets brought up people see that see my zelda stuff and they just think ocarina of time it's like where and are today's zelda fans
1: that that kind of speaks to just nintendo's style in general like Mario's always been something that appeals to the wide genre of everyone. Yep, and so that's not really you know you don't have to worry about Mario. Mario games are always going to sell. Whether or not they sell well is you know to be discussed because New Super Mario Bros. 2 definitely didn't meet the the type of acclaim that New Super Mario Bros. did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have games like Kirby, who's kind of always been a not a a niche game, but not as popular as say Mario, that's popular. There's even Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's it's always been.
0: It's kind of always been like that fourth or fifth platformer they have that yeah. exists. It's cheap to make. It's fun. It's different, but they don't really put a lot of attention into it.
1: Yeah, like RoboBot got some commercials. Yep. But it was kind of like, hey guys, we have this Kirby game that's out. Go check it out. <laughs> and then that was it.
0: Yeah, and the, and the new Kirby game again. A lot of people that have played it say it's awesome. Yeah. Um. so it, it, it's Nintendo's got good games man their marketing is a little wonky but
1: they got good games but again and also that like I was saying that that speaks to you know not necessarily the quality of their games but how they appeal to the western market sure sure because that's that's kind of the problem that the Japanese market has right now is that they've got so many great games coming out but they're just not appealing that well to you know the western market mm-hmm. who's like oh man if it's not a first person shooter then it's not a good game which is you know a terrible mentality but mm-hmm. that's you know the the popular series now are fallout slash skyrim i don't know if the same but they have the same play style and like call of duty battlefield you know what have you in that kind of a um well th- style. they're
0: still um they're they're, they're still like like I, obviously shooters are still a big deal in the west i mean yeah They're they're going to be a big deal until people don't like shooting things and, you know, America likes shooting things. So it's always going to be a big deal. You know, whether or not we have as many big franchises going after it in the future, who knows. Um, But there also is like a, I feel like it's made a huge comeback, Um, more of the fantasy kind of games. Yeah. Um, You know, we we don't get as many of them because they take a lot longer to make. Um, But like, you know, like The Witcher 3 several Game of the Year awards in the West, sold extremely well. That's true. Um, I think it is the best-selling game in the Witcher franchise. Um, oh, no, no doubt. Uh, and it's, you know, it continued to get DLC until I think they just released, or they, or they have, yeah, I think they just released the final DLC pack for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final DLC pack apparently adds, like, a whole bunch of new content, because, like, apparently everyone is saying that CD Projekt Red is, like, the pillar for how you do DLC right. Because all of their mm-hmm. DLC editions have been like huge, massive additions that don't feel like, like they're not in the way that it feels like they were left out of the original game, but developed after the fact. Um, and so, like if you buy the original game, you don't feel like you're not getting a complete game. That's all that a lot of people fear when DLC packs are so big. Um, I almost compare it to expansion packs back in the day. Um, expansion packs were not frowned upon way back when. Uh, they are what today's DLC is or what it tries to be um and that's what the witcher did and i i look at all of the fantasy games out there you know the the, the, the obviously the witcher is the biggest one i can think of right now you mentioned skyrim um still waiting on you know whatever the next game and that series is going to be single player wise um but you know even if you look out there you know like a lot of mmos that are really popular you know world of warcraft is still really big lord of the rings online ever since it went free is making a comeback um, there's been a lot of free or um, big, expansive fantasy games out there. Uh, you could even argue Xenoblade Chronicles X, even though it's got some sci-fi to it. Um, it yeah. almost kind of plays with that a little bit. Uh, it, it's, that realm is still relevant. When there's a big, good game that comes out in that kind of that kind of fantasy genre, or not even a genre, just kind of the realm of fantasy, uh, whether it's medieval or otherwise... It seems to take off, and people love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, those games take longer to develop, so that's probably why you don't see as many, and they're huge investments. Um, as I mentioned before, Breath of the Wild has the biggest Zelda, t- or the biggest, not the biggest Zelda team, the biggest development team Nintendo's ever had for a game, um, and it's also the most expensive game they've ever made. Just to give you an idea of, um, out of all the games Nintendo has made, this is the one that costs the most, and there's a reason those games cost a lot of money. Um, and I think that's why we don't see as many. I don't think it costs as much to make, say, a Battlefield 1 uh, when they have a whole bunch of prior Battle Battlefield games that they can build off of. it does Breath of the Wild, which also speaks to Nintendo maybe changing things too much with Zelda, which might be why it's in a rut. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think the... Kind of like what you're talking about is, you know, all these fantasy games, which is what Zelda is. Zelda's a fantasy game. Yep. All of these games, like all the ones you mentioned, have huge, massive open worlds. And that's what we've kind of come to expect from a fantasy game. Sure. Like Xenoblade's got a massive open world. Uh, Skyrim, Witcher, yep. all, all of these games, huge amount of area to just explore. Yep. Um, and, you know, for for its time, back when, you know, Ocarina of Time first came out or even Wind Waker, that kind of stuff was was pretty big. Like, the, yep. the open world. And so we've kind of come to expect that. But, like, looking at it now, you know, we... The Breath of the Wild is, is going to be compared, inevitably, to sure. The Witcher, to Skyrim. How big is its world? How It should be. Yeah, and how interactive are the side quests, all that stuff.
0: By the way, apparently, um, uh, just, just as a side note, um, some fans have done some examining into just what we know of the map right now. Um apparently it is something like the second or third biggest world in video game history. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's <laughs> I mean that's just think about it, like that's not like it makes the Witcher 3's world like if you even include all the islands and everything it makes it look like that was the 1% that Nintendo showed. <laughs> <laughs> like well not okay it's not quite that drastic it's more like 30% or something but still it's like man just What is going on in this world, man? (laughs) So I'm just excited for Breath of the Wild. I Mm -hmm. can't get enough. I wish I had the demo at my house right now just to play as much as I want.
1: I think it's going to be interesting to see how it does because not only does this game need to sell well, it needs to move an entire console. Yep. So I think we can base the success of Breath of the Wild... And this is kind of a risky business because you know not everybody's <laughs> going to buy an NX for Breath of the Wild, but see how many people should, buy, but... yeah, <laughs> see how many people buy an NX and Breath of the Wild to see if it actually does move consoles. Because you know there are certain games that I've seen that's like, okay, I'll go out and get a console for that. Like I got uh, a Wii U for Wind Waker HD and yep. Smash Brothers. I got a PS3 for Little Big Planet. Like that was sure. the only reason I got one originally, and now I love sure. it. So, and to see an entire console, like, to buy a $300 console because of a game series speaks volumes about that game series. Yeah. So I think that's how we'll see the success Well, it's kind of like, of it I own
0: an Xbox One because I'm mad. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know that that's a game that comes out every year, but it, it's just, I want to play it on my PC, like, I used to growing up, but it's not available there, so I have to buy a console. So I bought xbox one because when last generation i played madden on the 360 so it was an easier you know controller transition mm-hmm. for me um so yeah i mean you know it'll be interesting to see a breath of the wild is a system seller you know it, it's very rare to get system sellers anymore um like the playstation 4 i think if people look back and examine like playstation 4 is the fastest video game console to ever sell 40 million units i mean it, it even broke the records that we set mm-hmm. um and it's crazy when you look at that because the playstation 4 I, th- I think if you just take an objective viewpoint at it hasn't really had a lot of like big you know especially with exclusive games released on it from uh, now, the launch from,
1: the launch lineup really wasn't that good no
0: it and it really wasn't the, the xbox i mean i hate saying this because i know i own xbox one not really a fanboy but they had a better launch lineup in my opinion but the PlayStation four is getting to where it is because of the promise and the hype mm-hmm. and people, you know, all this stuff. And it's funny because it, some of it's only now being realized with the PlayStation four, with like the release of uncharted four. Mm-hmm. Um, and right as it's being realized, we're already talking about the PlayStation Neo. Well, I um, wonder so how it's like Sony has you hooked on the, all this hype. And then before they even fully prove what all that hype was about. now they're like, yeah, but now we have the next thing coming.
1: We also have to think uh, about how how long in development like games like Uncharted Four are like sure. again how long that took like we saw a trailer for that
0: uh, back two at the three years ago yeah yeah and so that
1: 4. that game's been in development for yeah, a while
0: at, at least four years probably you know maybe longer than Zelda Breath of the Wild has been yeah um but yeah so it, it's you know I'm hoping Breath of the Wild is a system seller uh you know whether or not you know system sellers exist anymore i mean they exist on individual levels um i don't know of any single game that is released at least this generation that has actually moved the needle console wise um it's been kind of a weird generation that way where i don't think there actually has been a system seller released on any of the consoles
1: i mean if you if you look at games that people would buy the console for I mean, you could say Smash Brothers. Sure, for sure. Wii you could say U. Smash
0: Brothers, or well, even like Splatoon, if that looked good for you. Mario Kart. Um, you know, Uncharted Four that just came off for PlayStation Four. Maybe you, yeah. you know, bought it way back when for uh, what Bloodborne. Um, you know, there was Sunset Overdrive for Sony or Titanfall Two or Titanfall, the first release. Mm-hmm. Um, and those so are like, games they, that there's been big would games, but like, exclusives. but like yeah, if you look at the uptick in the console sales, it wasn't like yeah, this is when the console got popular. Like mm-hmm. no. Those games don't exist. The PlayStation Four was popular from day one without a big game. Xbox One wasn't popular from day one, and while it's doing okay, because you know, I'd say Microsoft has done a pretty good job playing catch up in terms of their reputation with the system. Um, you know, it's never going to reach the PlayStation levels, and obviously the Wii U, oh, the Wii U, despite all of its, uh, all of its failings, I guess, um, has a pretty good library of games. In terms of exclusives, anyways, um, and none of those exclusives were able to really move the needle that much for Nintendo, um, and obviously we're ho- everyone hopes that Breath of the Wild is the difference maker. Um, it's obviously not going to make much of a difference for Wii U because it's also coming out on NX. But even if it wasn't coming out on NX, I don't know that it would make a difference on Wii U just because it's been four years, and people clearly aren't interested in the Wii U. And Mm -hmm. if it was just for Wii U, I don't really know that it would move the needle. I think people who own the Wii U would buy it. Like, yeah, it could hit six million in sales because it could be one of those games that just has a super high attach rate. Um, But yeah, I'm hoping that it is. Uh, Zelda, in my opinion, you know, there's many reasons that you could say it's in a rut. I'm glad that Nintendo recognizes that it is. And if that was the inspiration behind whatever they're doing with Breath of the Wild, then awesome. I hope they always think Zelda's in a rut in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I, I wrote an editorial on this. Um, I think it was this week or maybe it was last week uh, about innovation from within and how a lot of the, the innovation for Zelda over the years uh, since Ocarina of Time hasn't been about advancing what Zelda is. It's been about taking those singular ideas and then putting Zelda around it. And, Breath of the Wild is the first time, in my opinion, since Ocarina of Time, that they are taking what Zelda is and doing something with it, doing something more with it. It's not just built around a singular idea. Well, maybe it is at Nintendo. Maybe their idea was it's built around open air or whatever. (laughs) Um, But the game, when you play it, it feels like, no, they took everything that Zelda is, turned it on its head, and made it better. Uh, And that's If you look at the progression of the series over time through Ocarina of Time, that's what they did. From, from The Legend of Zelda to, what is it, Zelda 2 and uh, A Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. All of those games did something to improve the series. Uh, Link's Awakening might be the only game that didn't necessarily improve the series, but Link's Awakening proved that a console Zelda experience can be had on a handheld. Mm-hmm. That was the big, the big concept at the time. Uh, but each game moving forward through Ocarina of Time took giant leaps forward in how the gameplay functioned and how the mechanics worked in the game, how the story was told, how the world was built, how uh, all the tropes of Zelda, like the Triforce, how all that stuff works. It wasn't so canned. You didn't know what was going to happen every time. Um, It was really nice. And uh, I feel like since of Time, it's been more of a, let's just focus on our unique ideas And not really progress what Zelda is. And Breath of the Wild feels like we're progressing what Zelda is. We're taking everything it used to be. Everything it is today. Everything it's never been. And putting it all together to improve in leaps and bounds what Zelda is. And I'm hoping that that does get it out of its rut. Maybe that's what's been missing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if they keep doing that. Because a lot of people said they used to look to the Zelda series as the innovator. And it hasn't been the innovator. Uh, Well... You know, I know there's not necessarily any one thing Zelda is doing that another game in the world hasn't done. Um, But as like the people at Digital Foundry said, um, there isn't a single game out there that does everything that Breath of the Wild is doing. So in that way, it's almost like Breath of the Wild is winning all these awards. Like I think it just won the best in show from some really big, like a really big award.
1: Mm -hmm. It won Um, one from IGN.
0: Yeah, I know a woman from IGN, but there was like this Best in Show where it has like all these major media groups vote. Um, I can't remember what it's called. They just won it today, like it just got announced. Um, And we, of course, I don't think we've reported on it yet. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened? It's my birthday, so I'm not really here making sure everything's going smooth. Uh, But yeah, so I'm I'm just kind of hoping that uh, that this is what I hope Nintendo, on the whole, kind of does moving forward, not just with Zelda. Um, But I mean, thanks, Shigeru Miyamoto, for. Finally having someone publicly admit that Zelda <laughs> hasn't necessarily been as healthy as Aegeanoma seems to try to make it sound like it is. Um, now, obviously, you guys probably heard the timer that went off. I'm going to briefly go over this next topic uh, because we don't really have a ton of fan topics this week. I'm, I kind of went back in time because I promised two podcasts ago that we would come back to some fan topics that we didn't get to then, and we never did. Um, so we're going to cover those fan topics soon. But I wanted to talk about this last topic because this is one from last week I thought was really important. Um, so the topic basically here is talking about, you know, the future of multiplayer Zelda games. Uh, so in an interview, I think it was with IGN, uh, Eiji said that I would like to take what I learned from Breath of the Wild and see if we can somehow fuse those learning points into another multiplayer Zelda. For example, with Triforce Heroes, we followed a similar format of four swords. There was a multi, there was multiplayer involved in that game. That's definitely a possibility and we will continue to experiment throughout the Zelda franchise. So, Zelda... Um, this confirms one thing, if it, if nothing else. We're going to get more multiplayer Zelda games. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And Triforce Heroes, I, I don't know that I'd call it a success. <laughs> um, I, I love Triforce Heroes. So, this is not me knocking the game. I, I love it. It is probably the most fun I've had with a Zelda game in, the, in a long time. But... It did not hit very well. It, I think it sold barely over 1 million, which isn't wouldn't be bad if that was a Wii U game. This is a 3DS game on a, on a system that has 60-plus million units out in the wild, um, where pretty much any game you release can sell over a million units on the 3DS. Um, so, yeah, it... I liked Triforce Heroes a lot. You know, I'm glad he brought it up, and that you know it kind of was based a little bit on the format from Four Swords. Um, it it also steered clear of that format in many ways. Uh, but I I, I kind of look at because he talks about Breath of the Wild. He, he learned from Breath of the Wild, and he wants to see how he can fuse those learning points into another multiplayer Zelda. Like from what we know of Breath of the Wild, what of what of that seems like you could do multiplayer? Like I I, I can't even imagine what from what we know of in breath of the wild would even work in a multiplayer environment. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts Alfred? Cause I, I can't even come up with an idea.
1: <clears throat> I think there'd have to be some major reworking in the style of Zelda for them to do a multiplayer like that. Um, like I never played Triforce heroes. I don't know anyone that really has it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know and... anyone
0: outside of Zelda who has
1: it. Yeah. And my my college's Wi Fi for some reason doesn't allow Nintendo to go through. Um, That's weird. So I I haven't played it, but I did play sure. um, Four Swords Adventures, and I love that game. Sure. And I played it with friends. um I've had, I have like two Game Boy Advances. And, All the cables. <laughs> yeah. And so we have the, the, the crazy setup
0: down. back in the day. <laughs>
1: That was, that was insane. But I,
0: I, you know, I remember I got four stories adventures. on am uh, one of my birthdays. I can't, I, it, was, it was the birthday. I think it was my birthday of the year. It came out or the year after. I can't remember. Um, and I remember we got it and we we're like, Oh man, we need all these game boys. So like I have one and my dad has one and my, my neighbor had one. So we're like, okay, cool. We have them all now. Oh no, we don't. Have, okay. So I, I'm like, mom, we need to go out to Kmart quit quick. We need to buy some cables that apparently we need. <laughs> like my, I guess I know where my birthday money's going. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Anyways, go on.
1: Yeah, um, it's what I could see happening. There's there's two ways that they could go about this. The first one is very very unlikely for Nintendo to do, and that'd be something kind of like Elder Scrolls Online, to where it's like a massive multiplayer game, um, which I just I don't see happening in any time in Nintendo's future. But of course, we didn't see anything like Breath of the Wild happening in Nintendo's future either. So that could be you know I, I'm. Everything's up in the air right now, but I could see them doing something like, um, you know, the only thing uh, I can
0: think of like the only thing I can think of is like a mini game multiplayer pack.
2: <laughs> take the party, take, like,
0: like okay, so you know we had like Links Crossbow Training in the past, right? Which is yeah, you know, heavily based on Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess engine, yada yada yada. Okay, so what if they did something like that for Breath of the Wild, where all these things you can do in Breath of the Wild. Um, like snowboarding or chopping trees or all this stuff, and they just make a bunch of mini games out of it. I could Um, see that. Like, I could see that work, especially because, like, when he says learn from Breath of the Wild, obviously that means he could apply ideas from that to, like, you know, a top-down game, or it could mean that he wants to do a full, you know, a full three D multiplayer Zelda game. Um, and I, I just keep thinking, like, what. Because those games are all canon, right? So, Four Stars, Four Swords Adventure Travelers here. Those are all, like, mainline Zelda games. Um, so, it's like, you know, I think mini game collection, but it's like, that's not a mainline Zelda game. That's a Link's Crossbow training. I just, it's hard for me to imagine. I mean, the only thing I can personally think of is an MMO. But, they're not going to do that. Because that's, like, you know, half a billion dollar investment, <sighs> at least. So, like, they're not going to do that. Um, I, I, don't know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Breath of the Wild goes on, sells fifty million copies, and they do do that. I have no idea. I guess that would be great. Um, but I, I just have a hard time imagining anything they could do with Breath of the Wild to be multiplayer. I mean, there, there's obviously like little things, like they did uh, with the Tingle Tuner and like the Wind Waker. But like mm-hmm. that would just be stuff that's a bonus in the game, kind of like the multiplayer Mario Galaxy. Um, where it's not really multiplayer, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, it's just a friend helping out.
1: Regardless of what they're going to have to do, Nintendo needs to get on the bandwagon of wire, like Wi-Fi multiplayer um, mm-hmm. for games well, sorry, like for this. Well, Star heroes had that. Yeah, I know, but like if you look at you know Mario Party or something like that, like, and I understand that those games are meant to be. You know, we well, sit all, what, we what all they sit need down. to get on
0: the bandwagon with for me isn't just online multiplayer because, like Nintendo's games, a lot of their, especially their party games, are totally built for online. Yeah, being it's, in the same room. They need to get on together. the voice chat bandwagon, yeah. please. They that's were the for one a thing while. Triforce Heroes online needed was voice chat, and there's a microphone, and yeah, it might be crappy, but people can plug in headsets. I. Uh, Animal Crossing had it. Yeah. Oh, City I Folk know, had it. it. Yeah, I don't. Nintendo needs to just get on that. I understand that like, they're trying to protect kids and everything, and I, I get it because some of the voice chat in some games you play on other s- systems can be crazy. But um, I voice chat like crazy when I play games on on uh, my PC. Heck, uh, Overwatch. Yep. Has a has a button. You just hit on your keyboard, and you can just talk to anyone if you have a mic plugged in. And I haven't had. I mean, there's been some some inappropriate talk, but nothing too bad. Nothing that I would you know be ashamed if my children heard it or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, that comes from the community you foster. It's got nothing to do necessarily with uh, with voice chat being evil like Nintendo seems to think it is. <laughs> it has to do with the community you foster. And the community that plays Triforce Heroes isn't going to be a bunch of people walking around cussing every three words. Um, I mean, you'll still get your trolls. They ex- always exist. But yeah. Um, Nintendo can quickly deal with them with the report system. A lot of other consoles have a report system or a mute system. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different ways to deal with it. So I just they need to get on board with that. And if they do another multiplayer Zelda game, it needs to ex- exist. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm personally glad that multiplayer Zelda games are still going to be around because I've thoroughly enjoyed every single one I've ever played. Um, I know a lot of fans out there don't, and I get that. Zelda was built on single player. There's still going to be single player games. Uh, when I think you know, take what you learned from Breath of the Wild, I think one, A.G. Anoma is going to be personally involved in the next multiplayer game, and two, because of that, it means that the next console, you know, single player game is going to be delayed for the multiplayer game. Which, it kind of sucks thinking about that. Unless, unless they toss it off to Grezzo, And they could, but like I, I could still see, n- like, like, I guess still see A.G. Anoma being personally involved, but I think is going to delay any other games. Yeah, because like, Triforce Heroes wasn't by A.J. Nomi. He just approved of it. It was by somebody else. Uh, what was his name? Um, the, yeah. Oh. We, we talked about him name, last though. time. Yeah, I know. And I knew his name, and now I don't remember. Because <laughs> um, he also directed Only Link Between Worlds. Um, anyways. Shikata? I think so. Was it Shikata? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, we'll kind of leave the topic at that. I know there's a lot we can talk about in multiplayer Zelda games but we were already over time with that but it was okay because the next couple segments shouldn't take too long um i'm kind of gonna kind of reduce the timer down to 10 on these segments um but i don't think we'll even need 10 minutes uh so we have our fan topics obviously as i said we don't have a lot of fan topics this week because we we're just going over some that we didn't get to in the past um and all of these come from twitter so at joshua lander 24 uh, he, he says do you believe that a reboot to the franchise would play in favor of nintendo or would they lose a lot of fans with that change?
1: What do you I think? wrote an editorial on that, actually. Or it was I think it was a daily debate. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was a daily debate. Yeah. Um, and I asked if people thought that they needed a reboot. Or if Zelda needed a reboot. And I think one of the reasons that I listed why it possibly could was because they have a the, the whole timeline that it's clear, but they don't really adhere to it, and the game's not necessarily story-based. The sure. problem is, is that the series isn't irrelevant. So I don't <laughs> think it needs a reboot. Like if you look at the Tomb Raider games, like the old Tomb Raider games are irrelevant now. Like those don't matter. They're, you know, all... I'm sorry. They, they, they're they compared to the new ones. They, they, they're not holding a candle to those. I think
0: it's more so, um, you know, you bring up that Tomb Raider example and I guess we can kind of use the example for Zelda this cause uh, Zelda was in a rut uh, Tomb Raider, I, I think the reason Tomb Raider needed a reboot is because the quality of the games got worse and worse. Yeah. To the point where doing another Tomb Raider like those ones, even if it was good, probably wasn't going to get played much just because of the reputation set by the the games that brought it down. That's why I kind of bring up why, I mean, this might even be why he's asking, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto said, you know, Zelda's in a rut. Um, you know, if, if this person feels the quality of the games has been going down, that's one thing that can lead to a reboot.
1: Yeah. I don't think Nintendo doesn't think it's that popular though. Well, like, I, I don't think that they're it, like, it is
0: pop. Like I think, uh, I think in that investors meeting, they said that, Zelda, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Zelda is one of our most popular franchises. So yeah. Clearly Nintendo thinks it's popular. I don't know how people, other people can't know it's not popular. Um, it's not as popular as you know some other franchises they have, but you know it. It's it's firmly in their top ten and isn't going anywhere.
1: And then if you if you really think about it too, every Zelda game is kind of like a soft reboot, kind because of because Zelda's all, unique. Yeah, yeah, they they all play differently. They all revolve around pretty much. And different you don't characters. need
0: to play prior games to play it.
1: Yeah, unless you're playing, you know, Majora's Mask, which you still kind of don't. Yeah, you, or, you don't need you know, to. Uh, the the only Hour one lives. you could
0: maybe argue for. Um, might be Phantom Hourglass. Like you might need a. I mean, you don't have to play The Wind Waker to play Phantom Hourglass. But if you don't, you're gonna be really confused by how the game starts.
1: Yeah, because it literally just picks up right after. It literally Winter. just
0: picks up like right after it's done, and they don't really introduce characters. You know, you just go. Um, yeah. So Phantom Hourglass might be the one because that is a direct sequel. So that might be one that you probably should play The Wind Waker first. But yeah, in general, Zelda games, you don't have to play even Spirit Tracks, which is a sequel to Phantom Hourglass. It's not really a sequel in the sense that we that people think it might be, because it's all new Link. It's like starting over again in a new Hyrule. Um, literally see, a new Hyrule. Literally a new Hyrule in that case. Um, which yes, if you had played The Wind Waker, you would know that is a the land they were gonna they left to find at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, but, but he even explained... Nico explains it at the beginning of the game, like, here's what happened. There was water, Yeah, no, yeah. there's so, like
0: it's, it's just like a, a traditional Zelda game where you don't have to play other Zelda games to know what's going on. Yeah.
1: Um, so,
0: yeah, it's... Reboots, um, you know, I, I, I talked about before uh, a while back, this might have been last year, you know, if the franchise needs a reboot. Um, and I think that's the first question you have to ask. Anytime you want to talk about reboot. like, do you believe a reboot the franchise would play in favor of Nintendo? Would, would they lose fans? Well, they'd obviously lose some fans. Change mm-hmm. always loses fans. Doesn't mean that there's not a positive net gain of fans at the end, but any sort of change loses fans. This is why um, Triforce Heroes didn't sell well. It's a big change from what Zelda is. It's why Skyward Sword didn't necessarily sell well. It's a big change from what Zelda is. Now, does that mean they lost all the Zelda fans? No, but for that, for that particular game, the fans that don't like it don't like it. There's not much you can do about
1: it. Well, there's there's good change and there's bad change. Like, sure. you know, Sonic Boom was a bad change. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, the cartoon that, series is funny. It is, but the, the the game was like, oh, let's reboot Sonic like this. And it, you know
0: what's weird about that? Was it? Uh, what was the Sonic game they released on the Wii U before that?
1: Fire was it Fire and Ice or is that or Shattered Crystal? Was the handheld no. one? No, no, on
0: the on the Wii U, they released one that was actually pretty good. It just had well, some lost worlds. Lost worlds, yeah. Okay, that was a decent Sonic It was. It game. is. Why didn't they continue that? What uh, I know we're getting off, off point now, but that makes me so mad because that game had so much potential. Yeah, it had a few wonky levels that could have used some refinement, but that felt like the direction Sonic should be going. Yeah. I know it was like a Mario Galaxy style Sonic. I don't care. It was awesome. That, I don't know. I'm a big Sonic fan from my youth, so it makes me mad that they keep screwing around with him. Uh, but, yeah, getting back to the reboot, <laughs> So that's what we were talking about, <laughs> you, were, you were saying.
1: I was just saying, like, you know, there's good reboots and bad reboots, but at the end of the day, I don't think Zelda need, needs one. Yeah, they'd lose fans if they did one. But, yep. like we were saying, every game's pretty much different, so I don't see why they'd need to reboot it, other than just to retcon the entire storyline of all the Zelda games. Yeah,
0: they, I don't think... Um, I. You know, to answer your question directly, would it favor Nintendo? I don't think it would favor Nintendo because Zelda's kind of set up in that unique way that it doesn't need to, and they don't care about the story nearly as much (laughs) as we do, like at all. Um, Put it this way, AJ Nomo admitted that it wasn't until like six months before Skyward Sword came out that he even started writing dialogue. So that meant that for five and a half years, development was nothing to do with the story. Just just put that in perspective. Nintendo is a very gameplay first company. Yeah. They have some story. They do have some games that have some story. I'm not gonna, you know, like Xenoblade, which is made by Monolith Soft. Like they have, um, you know, they have, they have story in that. And there's been story in Zelda, uh, but it's a very it, it's a series that doesn't really rely on that story. And the timeline is pretty messed up. And I argued for my sanity. I would love for them to reboot the timeline <laughs> and have a game that reboots it. That would be great. Um, there's also things you can argue that maybe that maybe things are held back by the timeline Um, because if you create a uh, uh, like a game in a certain you know one of the three pillars of the timeline after ocarina of time that like you can't use elements from another pillar because it doesn't exist in this timeline Um, obviously breath of the wild doesn't give a crap about any of that (laughs) Um, assuming that it is in you know one of those three branches of the timeline Um, and not like a pre Ocarina of time game which um, with the Koroks being there, I think most feel that they have a pretty good idea where this game is. But, um, yeah, I would uh, – I'm okay if they rebooted it. It doesn't bother me. But I don't think it would actually necessarily be a positive for Nintendo because uh, I think the, the negativity from a fan base that already is on edge um, would just be too big for Nintendo to go through. Now, Nintendo needs a lot of, a lot of positive press. <laughs> They need as much positive press as they can get. Right now, they are. Breath of the Wild is giving them more positive press than I think they even imagined. Um, We're gonna reboot to Metroid. It. I'm hoping that the NX reveal, which hopefully is in September or October, um, continues that and doesn't be like, oh hey, oh it's another gimmicky, no one. Federation wants to Force content. for NX. Uh, it's a, just a Wii U with a dildo attached to it or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where that just came from. Um, so yeah, that that's all we got to say about that. Moving on to the next uh, next fan topic. Um, it's kind of similar. Really, we almost got into this uh, at Snowstar One Four Three. Uh, what's your speculation on when you think Breath of the Wild takes place in the timeline?
1: After Ocarina of Time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go out of my way and say I have I've have two spots for this game. Both of them are in the same part of the timeline. Um, there, there's a lot of references in the game to, you know, different, you know, things. You can literally have Wolf Link as your companion, okay? Like, <laughs> I know it's an amiibo thing, but, like, the Bridge of Elden's also in there. So, yeah, I don't know. But I am going to lean, based on what I'm seeing of the world and my experience and the Koroks themselves, I'm thinking it's going to be in that, that's the uh, adult timeline. Yeah. And... It's either going to be pre-flood, like events that lead to the flood, Mm -hmm. um, which is a little weird because I think the Koroks became what they are because of the flood. They did. If I remember right. So that almost wouldn't make a lot of sense, but Nintendo doesn't always make sense, and they love leaving (laughs) plot holes. So that's why I think it's still a possibility. Um, Or somehow this is a post-flood where the world has been unflooded um after the events in the wind waker which what is weird because like timeline. because like they left they left uh at the end of wind waker like they left that area to find a new hyrule so it's not new hyrule but like I, it, it's confusing um because that theory where that theory falls apart for me um is that link is apparently resurrected yeah and like that would suggest that okay maybe it's the hero timeline but that hero time link doesn't exist anymore he was sent away so there is nothing to resurrect.
1: Isn't is Twilight in Princess case. in the adult timeline?
0: Uh, no, child timeline. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that follows Majora's Mask in the child timeline. Yeah. So, uh, it's there's a plot hole in here somewhere. <laughs> Unless this is a new branch of the timeline, there yeah. is a plot hole in here somewhere. I don't know that's... where it is, but I it, on that branch of the timeline, I, I would love for it to be post flugs. It'd be really weird because like Link left, founded a new Hyrule, and now. The old Hyrule's back for some reason, unflooded. I mean, not completely because there's still, like, a lot of lakes and ponds and stuff. So, like, there's probably still remnants from the Flood. but And that could be why the world is so wild, to be honest. Breath of the yeah. Wild. Obviously, that would make a lot of sense. But I I just don't I mean, know I'm... how they make it work, to be honest. Maybe, maybe Nintendo doesn't care how it works either.
1: I'm
2: because with you on that. Their I think post-Flood, definitely. Like, yeah. that
1: explains the rusted master sword and you know ruined hyrule and stuff um but again like you said they at that point they've kind of dug themselves into a rut there because like okay so does this take place after spirit tracks (laughs) like right right like post spirit tracks (laughs) or does it it's really
0: weird like okay are they resurrecting the link that founded new hyrule and why are they resurrecting that link when like i'm confused well he was in a new hyrule he founded a new land that seems to be at least as of the end of spirit tracks is peaceful the only why is the old hyrule unflooded in the first place
1: that the the thing that would again that wouldn't make sense either was like if it's a hundred years later which is what they said like you've been asleep for a hundred years the only link that that could be in that timeline is is the one from phantom hourglass yeah and And i don't
0: like is there's got to be a plot hole somewhere because there's either a plot hole with what link they're resurrecting yeah or you know maybe the resurrection chamber is a literal resurrection maybe it's not uh maybe they were bringing back the link because link does still exist as a child technically before he sent back you just don't have the adult link so maybe this is the child version from rocking time maybe
1: maybe this is even the timeline where link fails maybe they
0: maybe this is the one from skyward sword maybe they went back way back and just resurrected an old school link
1: Like, they were like, hey, we don't have, like, this one died. We don't have a hero. We We don't have a hero. Yeah.
0: The land is naturally unflooded or something. Ganon somehow has made a comeback or is about to make a comeback. And we don't have a hero. So the sages or the gods or Zelda or somebody is like, hey, man, let's bring back the one who saved Hylia back in the day.
1: Yeah, something like that. Like, that would be crazy. And I can see Nintendo doing
0: it because it would be full of plot holes, but it would be crazy. (laughs) That would be cool. And I only say that because art direction to me kind of matches closer to Skyward Sword than any other art direction they've done. But um, that's obviously not anything the base story elements on at all. Yeah. Because Nintendo doesn't care. They don't give a hell. I was about to say they don't give a f. But. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that I think we kind of agree on work. they there are crazy things on why it's there. Um. Uh, but there you go. That's our speculation. Um. I'm sure other staff members have a, a bunch of it. We might even have editorials on it in the future. We'll see um the last very last fan topic uh is a pretty short one uh it's just asking if the old man if we think it could be ganondorf i don't think so um no two reasons well you know hold on we know that calamity ganon exists separate from the old man Uh, we already know that that's a fact uh never heard of calamity ganon in my life we assume it's the same ganondorf as before do i have no idea have, have no clue. Calamity Ganon's a first for a name. That um, name is
1: very reminiscent of Demise. Yes. Like, just the idea.
0: So, like, Old Man, you know, there's theories. Old Man could be Ra-Ruth. Old, that Old Man is a reference to uh, the late Robin Williams. That Old Man is really the king of Hyrule, but there is no kingdom anymore for him to be king of. Uh, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of theories about that. Uh, for him to be Ganondorf, like... <laughs> See Ganondorf in the Wind Waker was very, um, very interesting because I, I don't view him as purely evil in that game. How he was going about what he wanted to accomplish, was not necessarily the best way you go about things. Um, but that's because that's all he knows how to do, and he actually regretted what he did that caused the land to be flooded in the first place. So if like this is a post, um, a post, Wind Waker land, and somehow. Ganondorf being turned into stone and stabbed in the head wasn't the end of him. There were, he was able to come back from that somehow. Um, and he maybe he is the reason that the land is unflooded in the first place. I could maybe see where there's like a, a dual Ganondorf thing where like the evil parts of Ganondorf are what Calamity Ganon is. That's why he's called Calamity Ganon and not just Ganon. And then the old man is the remnants of Ganondorf, the one who unflooded the land and isn't that bad um and then obviously my theory for that would be towards the end of the game obviously that ganon and calamity ganon would end up combining and that's your final enemy um but kind of like, a good kind of a good kind of a guy like a bad guy turns good turns into like oh think of it like uh lena and sia from Hyrule warriors like yeah, had, yeah yeah like they got split so you have the good and the bad that I could see I mean, maybe because especially now that I think of Hyrule because of Hyrule Warriors and what they did with that, I could see them maybe thinking of doing that. But I don't I don't see it as likely. But I guess I can't put that past Nintendo. get, you know, the more I talk about this, the more believable I think it is that it could happen.
1: <laughs> I the only reason that I'm I'm still turned off to it is that Regardless of who he's been, or regardless of what game he's been in, Ganondorf has always had very similar features. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. And he's he's always looked like a Gerudo. Yep. And, it, well, and even like does...
0: Sia and Lana in uh Hyrule Warriors, like they had they had some similar stuff yeah. going on, just different
1: attire. But I, uh, it's just he doesn't look like a Gerudo, no, the old man. He and, looks more like
0: a king. Yeah. Or you know he could literally be like the old man from Zelda One coming yeah. back too. That's always a possibility.
1: So we. Um, so I'm not I'm not particularly sold on on the Ganondorf idea solely because, or not solely, but mainly because he doesn't look like him. So yeah. so that's yeah, I mean he hangout. could
0: be. He's probably not. Um, I came up with a really cool story way they could do it, but. Um, yeah, I agree. Like visually, it doesn't really feel like it's him. I'm thinking more King of Hyrule. Um, you know, it, bare bones. Maybe, maybe it's it's just an old man, and that's all it is. And yeah. he, he was he said he claimed he was there since like the founding of Hyrule. Hyrule was founded. He like he knows some stuff. So that's why I think maybe Rauru, who seems to always know stuff, or as I said, it would be really cool if he really was just like a guide character who. Is a reference to Robin Williams. That would have been kinda of cool because Robin Williams or, helped or advertise all what the What if games. he's a
1: past link? Oh,
0: that yeah, that's true too. Didn't explore that situation. Uh who got short and chubby. <laughs> Actually he's not really that short, but he got chubby. Um Alright, so thank you for that topic. Uh we're gonna move on to the little final segment here. We'll uh, make it kind of short and sweet since we went a little over thanks to um uh I'm gonna just blame our betting special. um favorite thing in video games this past week i was gonna skip over the section if it went too long but you know what we haven't done this section in like three podcasts it's time to get it back in the rotation um so uh what's the favorite thing that happened to you or your favorite thing from video games in the past week
1: um i was gonna talk about it last time but then my internet died and then last time we didn't do the segment (laughs) um issues but (laughs) uh they announced, and I know this is going to excite all of like three people that listen to the <laughs> podcast in some other country, sure. um, but they announced uh, a new Fate game for, I think, PS4, Fate yep. yep. Um and that looks really good. It looks like a, a Dynasty Warriors type sure. game. Um, then they gave us a release date for God Eater uh, Resurrection, or God Eater 2, um, which is coming out August, I think. Sure. Um, so I'm excited for... Those two games, because um, I love both of those shows, both of those series. Um, and in terms of what games I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing a lot of Tokyo Mirage sessions. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Really enjoy that game. Uh, definitely tell where they censored it, because stuff just feels off. <laughs> like, that happens. So, somebody mentioned one part. like There's a whole section where the game's supposed to be about like being comfortable with you know, wearing a bikini or whatever, and then instead Mm. it's, like, the power of friendship and, you know, stuff. Like, they just... Oh,
0: Nintendo America.
1: (laughs) They just took, like, a serious left turn in the complete opposite direction of that game. And I was like, okay. I don't know why. I
0: don't know why they keep doing that.
1: It doesn't affect the play. It just feels like, okay. It's, like, a little... It it feels almost more uncomfortable than the other one would. Like, I feel awkward being around this it's like watching a barney special for like just five minutes yeah yeah
0: that's (laughs) uh my favorite thing from this past week um it's kind of a negative but i view it as a positive um it's been a lot of you guys probably know about especially since this is a thing going up on youtube um about those two youtubers that um owned a counter-strike gambling site and uh, I'll give a little background. Obviously, Counter strike so that's a game from Valve. It's a very popular one on uh, Steam and everything. It's a PC game, um, and they Valve's opened up their API where like anybody can use it. And there's like all these skins and all these different weapons and stuff you can get in the game, and you can trade them to other players uh, through external websites such as betting sites, and you can like bid on it and make bets, and then you, you can win real world money and win like tons and tons of money. Uh, for your items, and there's a site called CSGO Lotto, and two really popular YouTubers. I mean, like the one guy had like nine million subs, the other guy had 5 I'm trying to remember what their names are. I'm looking looking at it right now. It's uh, of course, when I try to scan for their names, I can't find them. That's always awesome. Uh,
1: Martin, let's Sam just assume Martin. they're both PewDiePie. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. Okay, so T Martin. <laughs> Uh, it's T M, it's T M A R T N. That's the name of his YouTube channel. Uh, it's also his Steam name, and uh, I think his name's Sam Martin. And the other guy is the really popular guy. Um, anyways, basically, there's these two YouTubers, and this is this sucks. Okay, they set up this this this, this these gambling sites, and they promoted them on their channels um, without disclosing that they own that site. And that they work for it. Oh. So they would do things like make a video about, um, you know, you know, Counter-Strike betting and uh, use that site. And they would be like, yeah, oh, my God. And they'd overreact and they'd win like $13,000. And to give you an idea, um, these good two YouTubers are the president and vice president of the company. So they can – they're obviously not going to post betting videos when they lose money. And they didn't. None of their vet- betting videos show them losing large sums of money. Um, all of the reactions are to winning large sums of money. And because they are president and vice president, they can game the system and make sure they win. Um, so they could be literally stealing people's money in these videos without people even knowing it. Uh, it's crazy. And the one guy, Martin, he, uh, he made a video... Um, uh response to it saying well i would never do this to our users you can see on my twitter and on my youtube and all my youtube videos about this that i did i do source it in the description and all of that is um a lie he literally (laughs) added it like four days ago you can go back in the wayback machine and see that none of that stuff existed on his videos or on his twitter um any credit that and and then he says you know i didn't found the company they were just there and They had me try them out, and I liked them, and I supported them, and blah, blah, blah. Um, No, this guy is actually the the founder of the whole company. And the very first video he posted about it said something like, Hey, guys, I just want to – you know, I found this really cool new betting site. Never heard of it before, CSGO Lotto. Um, And literally, it's like a promotion video, but it's worded in a way where it's just like a a YouTuber. Found, like, this cool site, and he's just sharing it with his fans because he keeps winning money on it or something. Like, it's super shady shit. Like, it's bad. Like, and we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. um, Maybe hundreds of thousands that these guys could have been scamming people out of. Um, You know, getting people to play on their site without disclosing that they own the site is really bad. And obviously, um, there's a lot of legal ramifications that can go along with this. Like, is CSGO betting even legal? Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a crappy thing to happen, but the reason it's my favorite thing is that they were outed for it. Like, it's out in the public now. Public are aware of what was going on. They're not being cheated anymore by these two people. Um, And to me, that's a net positive, because if we didn't know about it, then it would continue to go on, and that's bad. So I guess that's my favorite thing, that some really crappy people got outed. So people in the Counter-Strike community that... You know whether or not you should be using the betting sites or not are now informed on what was going on, um, and know to maybe not trust that site anymore,
1: or any site, or any site They're that playing. has anything to do with that kind of stuff. But so,
0: so, I mean, I'm not gonna. If you like to do that stuff, I'm not gonna judge you for it. Um, I'm sure that you, some people have had legit. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, you're not supposed to buy gold. And wow, I have bought in gold before in World of Warcraft, <laughs> um, and you're not supposed to do that. All of that's from shady sites. Um, but I had a good experience with it, got my gold, had no problems, never got banned. Should have been banned, obviously. Um, please don't ban me, Blizzard. <laughs> I don't really play your game enough anymore. Do you really want to scare me away now? They ban you from Overwatch. Oh, <laughs> well, that would make me so mad. <laughs> Anyways, all right, that was that, that's going to be it for the podcast this week. Uh, I want to thank Alpha for joining at this different time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know it was hard to work around our schedules to make this work, but we pulled it off. I will catch all you guys on the flip side. I got to get going to my party. I got my fiance yelling at me that I need to go okay. or she's going to go to bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> go to bed at 3:30. <laughs> All right, so thanks everyone. I will catch you next week. Bye.